1: What is going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am Mikey Manfredi, your host, as always, and with me, joining me, as per usual, Zach Batista. Zach, how are you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing great, Mikey. Uh how are you feeling there, bud you uh you were sick yesterday when we were talking. Uh hope you're not too yeah, under I'm the still weather. Feel- today. I'm still
1: feeling a little sick, but uh I could I could I could get through it for this episode. Uh we could
0: we could make it a good one, but yeah, I'm still not feeling too great. Mm-hmm. On a more positive note, uh, it's fall now. It's actually kind of cold out. I'm kind of loving it.
1: It's actually a real life fall this time. It's not like fake out fall like we get sometimes, where it's like you get like the cold fall days and then it hits you back on mm-hmm. eighty for a little bit. Exactly. And it's like you you baited me. Ah, it's the worst. Mother Nature, you baited me into thinking it was fall. I busted
0: out the jeans and everything. Yep. And then suddenly you're sweating your ass off and it's eighty degrees and you gotta take off your sweatshirts. Today. Put all the flannels back. Unbelievable. It's like, oh, man. Today I've got some pretty good matches. Yeah, I got I got some pretty
1: good ones, too. Uh, I think you started us off last week, so I'll kick us I, off this week.
0: I did start off last week, right. so hit me with what you got. So I'm
1: going to kick us off this week. Zach, my man, we just came back from the collective. You know I had to get more Calvin Tankman in my body.
0: Oh, yes. That's, that's some good shit right there. So
1: I watched... Calvin Tankman versus Myron Reed from Asylum Wrestling Revolution. Uh, this match was very interesting. There's one thing that immediately uh, got me, and it's the fact that the hard cam looks like someone's mm-hmm. phone on a tripod. It's so bad. It's so dark. Oh, it's no. so dark. It looks awful. But then there was oh, this like, no. second camera they were using that was like ringside that looked great. It was like fine. Like it was just following them around and it looked great. I was like, "What is, what is going on? What, like, why didn't we just use the good camera for a hard cam? Like, what, what's happening?" That's I don't know. It hilarious. seemed, it seemed really weird uh, to me. But it, and it did, it did kind of take away from the match a little bit because, like when, I, like I said, when it cuts to that hard cam, you could barely see what's happening in the ring.
0: Mm, I got you. I got you.
1: Um, but this match was pretty good. Uh, these two kick, these two like kicked the crap out of each other. When I say kicked, Myron Reed. Through a variety of kicks at Calvin Tankman, <laughs> uh, this guy's got very educated feet. It is wild. He's throwing insuguries. He's throwing double drop kicks. He's got like the the top rope like jump kicks. I don't know what to call them. Mm-hmm. I've, i you know what I mean though. But yeah, yeah. These two. It was just it was just, it was a battle of speed versus power. Tankman the classic one. Tankman throwing throwing Reed around and hitting him hitting him like a truck, and Reed trying to get around him and use his part use his partner who was ringside as like for dirty tactics and stuff. Hmm. There was one point where Reed gets a little frustrated with the referee and shoves him. And the referee okay. bounces off the ropes, comes back and just shoves Myron down. And he's like <laughs> he's like, I'm the ref, bitch And we're like, Oh, oh I love okay. Dan like, right. sorry your ring. Shit. Yeah. Okay. It's like okay, don't mess with this ref. Got it. Cool, cool cool cool. The refs in asylum are crazy. Love it. This this match was cool. Uh in the end, Calvin Tankman ends up winning with a a, a move called the screwdriver. The
0: screwdriver.
1: Which is like uh he gets him up like a suplex. Okay. But then he like turns them and drops him into a pile driver. Oh. Okay. It's pretty sick. It was pretty sick. And he ended up winning with that move. Uh nice. it was really cool looking, and Calvin Tankman picked up the victory. The big boy uh takes it home. It was this match was fine. Uh, it wasn't anything. I w- I'm, a, I'm not, I'm not going to say it was uh, a mind blowing, mind boggling Calvin Tankman banger or uh, Myron Reed banger. It was. It was fine. It was. A, it was a meh in my mm. eyes, but it was good. I, I do recommend you check it out because it's. Uh, it looks. It looks like it's. Pre- it, it's. It's from 2019, but it looks like it's pretty early in Tankman's career because he looks mm. pretty young compared okay. to compared to when we saw him at the Collective. Yeah. Uh, but. It was good. I give
0: it a meh. Uh Zach, what do you got for us? What's your first match this week? Following up on that, I decided to... Just, just went to the Collective. I wanted to get some Dan Housen in my life. Because I think Dan Housen is yeah. really funny. And... Love it. <laughs> for for the books, I usually do this thing where I just kind of like go around on YouTube and see for recommendations. And if I see something that I haven't seen before or something that just looks like no one's really watched yet, I picked it. So for this match, I picked Unsanctioned Pro's... Dan Housen versus Pretty Boy Smooth in okay. a no ring, no rules match. Uh,
1: no ring, you say?
0: Yes. So, for context, this match takes place in a small ass bar. Okay. Like, they literally, like, Dan Housen and Smooth both come out of, like, the back, like, by like, the, uh, like, where, like, the fo- the uh, staff would be. Mm hmm. Um. <laughs> There's like a crowd that's like crowded around the front entrance, and the refs there. There's still a ref. There's just there's no ring at all. It's just like the wooden floor, a bar, and like that's the main thing you have to know is that there's just like a long bar on the left side of the of the room. If you're staring at it, and but there's the just no just, ring. There's just fighting. No ring. It's just the bar fight, basically. Yeah. Okay. So PB walks out, and he's wearing this gold skull mask on his face, and Danhausen thinks that he's a fan of his. Incredible. And he starts talking shit about to, about PB. Okay. Then, Pete, of course, BB knees him in the stomach and takes the mask off his face. Oh, no! And I'm pretty sure Dan said, You betrayed me! You betrayed me! That sounds like As something he, he would starts say. to beat the shit out of Dan. Okay. So then Dan chops him once, PB no-sells it, and then he asks Dan if he wants to try it again. Dan says, Yes! And then he slaps him in the nipple and he points this to it and says, Nipple! and Which is hilarious. Incredible. I don't know why. Then... This is the part, actually the worst bump of this entire match probably. PB goes to hit Dan, and he ends up like open hand, like um, you know, like you can either do a chop sideways or like vertically down. Yeah. He slaps the bar with his bare hand. Yikes! And it sounded awful for him. Just like I whap. Like, oh, it was like that's the worst move. And for the rest of the match, I was like that. Like, All I saw, thinking to myself was, wow, that's like the worst bump of this match. Let's see. I like how the worst bump of this match is a guy slapping the bar top. It, it He fucking slammed that shit. <laughs> so eventually we get to where Dan jumps up on the bar because of course Dan's gonna jump up onto the bar and do his signature tequila spot.
1: Oh <laughs> right, there's think, no ring to do it so I guess he has yeah, to use so something. Yeah, he has an
0: actual bar. He says, uh, I think he says like jukebox or something like that. <laughs> he starts doing his dance. PB is now recovered from slamming his hand on the bar and he looks at Dan in the most the best way I can put it is that PB is like the straight man in this. Because he's looking at Dan like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he goes to the crowd and he goes, this is what you want? And then he, as he, Dan's still dancing, he's like pointing at him and looking at the crowd. He's like, this is not professional wrestling. And
1: Incredible. then he looks at Dan and
0: he's like, I'm going to get your ass. And then he just gets the thing where Dan starts to kick him repeatedly every time the song goes up. Mm-hmm. And he clicks it. Everyone says like, yeah. And they're like, tequila. Classic. I think if I recall correctly, Dan gets off the bar. PB beats him up a bit. PB then jumps up up onto the bar. And, like, there's another, like, shelf for some reason at the top of the bar that has white claws just lined up on the side of it. So he just grabs one and starts to drink it. Nice. Then he pours it all over Dan's face. Just a shelf full of white claws.
1: Yeah, I was like,
0: you just waterboarded that man with a white claw. I'm like, that sucks. Clawboarded? Clawboarded. We'll go with that. (laughs) After clawboarding Danhausen. He then offered it to the crowd, and someone actually said, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, come and grab it," and they didn't. So then it led to the next spot where Dan got up and he says, "I'm gonna tell Alley Cat that you wasted it, and as uh, wasted that." And as he said, oh no he just throws the bottle like don't tell Alley Cat you wasted face. a white
1: claw or a white
0: paw. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I went to the collective; otherwise, I wouldn't even have known who she was. <laughs> so yeah, then he nails Dan in the face with the white claw, which was just hilarious to me because Dan is just. It's just the way Dan was just, like, expressing himself with, like, the noises he was making were just hilarious this entire match. hmm Then, uh, let's see. I think the next thing was, uh, yeah, so then the next thing that happened that I thought was of note was, uh, so PB goes to choke slam Dan. Dan elbows him in the face repeatedly. Dan then grabs him in a choke slam and he's like, ha-ha, I've got you now, and PB's no-selling this. He's just staring at him like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and he tries to chokeslam him. It doesn't work. He then tries to – he then punches him in the stomach. That doesn't work. So then he steps on his Tims, which pisses him off. Never step on a man's Tims is what he I've even learned, says that, I guess. Too. He's like, did you just step on my Tims? And Dan was like, yes. And then he tries to – he gets so angry. He tries to clothesline Dan. Dan ducks. He then rips off his do-rag and starts to choke Dan out with it. Oh, no. So Dan then gets out of it. And uh, one thing I forgot to mention here is when Dan came into the match, he had his jar of teeth, of course, as Dan doesn't uh, always does, Typical. And he had a, a kendo stick, which hadn't been used for this match. Well, after he got out of the he Durag show... He joke, should have put the teeth on the kendo stick. That would have been fun. teeth stick. Aw, Dan, if you do that, I would love to see that. But Dan gets out of it. He then finds his kendo stick and just beats the shit out of PB with it. Kind of sucks. Then... The next fun spot this leads it to was he starts to get up under the bar and he's, like, choking him with the kendo stick. Like, he's standing on the bar and choking him, right? Yeah. He, he says, someone come help me. He's like, I need some help. And two people raise and hands. like, yes, you will do nicely. Come here. And, of course, Peavy's going like, yes, go. you will do nicely. As he's, like, choking him out. I'm pretty sure that's what he says. Two random members of the crowd that proceed to hold the kendo stick into the choke position. So he's still being choked. And he looks at this point visibly like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Who are you people? Dan then gets the bartender to give him his teeth. Give him a glass that you would pour, like, whiskey into. Great. He pours the teeth into the whiskey glass and then pours it into his mouth.
1: Seems like the whiskey glass was, like, a, a weird middleman that didn't need to be. It didn't, but I was appreciative that Dan was like, you know, we're in a bar. Give me it's a like whiskey glass. like he transferred glass. it to a whiskey glass just to pour it in. He could have just did
0: it from the jar. You could have. Incredible. So, after this, PB gets out of it. Dan goes to do... I forgot what Dan went to do. Probably, like... He was setting up for something that PB ducked. And then PB uh, hits him with a knockout punch in for the 1-2-3. Uh, Aw, oh, bummer. I was, I was sad. I think every single match I've seen Dan Housen in at this point, he has lost. And the only match he won was by disqualification. Fair. The one match I've seen him. So, I'm going to find a match where Dan Housen wins one of these days. <laughs> Eventually, you'll find a match where Dan Housen Eventually. wins. Eventually. So, yeah. This match is just stupid fun, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like... Wrestling wise, wrestling isn't too great. But I had a fun time. Honestly for me it's a hot, it's like a meh to high meh just because it's just fun. It's just a fun match that I was laughing and I was having a good time
1: with. Fun matches are always the best matches to me. Like yeah, if they're the only, fun, they
0: always are just they're just great. Yep. The only thing that could have probably raised this for me is if the wrestling was better, but granted they were in a no bar, no rules match, so I couldn't re- I didn't really go in expecting like an Omega versus Okada match. Uh, like a wrestling classic. match. Yeah, like a wrestling wrestling match, I guess. Yeah like a little more wrestling match with my matches, but still, it's was fun. Fair enough.
1: All right. Well, for my next match, I got Jamie Hader versus Mercedes Blaze from World War Wrestling for the World War Wrestling Women's Championship, which is hilarious to me because it's just a quadruple W championship. <laughs> <laughs> the WWW championship. The big four dubs. Anyway, Jamie Hader comes into this match as champion. Mm-hmm. uh and blaze is the challenger so okay this match is interesting because the entire match blaze just can't get going and hater's getting a lot of offense in hater starts this match off as a huge heel by the way by like just delaying it as much as possible because like she came into this match with like broken fingers that are like taped together mm-hmm. so she's like she's like i have broken fingers i need a second <laughs> She, like, <laughs> she, like, rolls out of the ring and, like, goes to the snack bar and, like, starts checking out, like, what snacks are over there. That's okay. <laughs> and then Mercedes Blaze ends up coming over and just knocking her head on the snack bar and bringing her back, and then they start fighting. <laughs> but, uh, like I said, uh, Blade, like, even though Blaze got, like, the, the first offense in and brings her back to the ring, she can't really get keep the offense going because Hayter mm. dominates this match almost the whole time. Wow. Uh,
0: That's – hmm.
1: But – there is some. Su- there is. Uh, there is some light for Mercedes Blaze when she gets this little sequence going, and she mm-hmm. hits Jamie Hater with like a front drop kick from she. She like Jamie was like near one turnbuckle, and she was like in the other corner. She okay. runs across the ring, jumps, tucks herself up in like a cannonball, and just mm-hmm. like explodes into this front drop kick. And just Hater looks like she just what, wham and just slammed the back of her head on that the second sounds... turnbuckle and lands on the ground like sounds like she hit that so hard it was crazy it looked so brutal mm. that was the ones that was like the one
0: spot in this match where i was like jesus christ it's almost as if she got hit with a legit cannonball
1: yeah it was like a like a cannon yeah literally that's what it looked like like a big cat like it just you got hit by a cannonball just got launched back into the turnbuckle uh this this leads to a big sequence where they end up hitting each other with a double clothesline and they end up both down. Uh, mm-hmm. Then they get up. Hater gets her over the ropes and she hits her with a like a hangman stunner,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where like she's over the ropes, hits a stunner on the ropes, and she's like, okay. And Mercedes is like hanging between the second and third rope, almost like a six one nine style. But then Hater just runs up, gives her a big knee, ooh, and she gets up on the top to go do a move. Uh, but she kind of, like, yells at the crowd a little bit. Like, she was, like, having an argument with one of the fans, which gives Blaze time to recover a little bit. Okay. And uh, Blaze hits a gigantic top rope neckbreaker and gets the win. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it was it was interesting to see that Jamie Hayter, in the beginning of this match, was dominating. And then whenever she got a little too cocky, that's when Blaze would, like, find her spots, you know? Hmm. And that's how she ended up winning the match and winning the title off of Jamie Hayter. I
0: was gonna say, yeah, wasn't uh, that a title change?
1: Yes, it was a title change. Yeah. Mercedes Plays ended up winning the, the the World War Wrestling Women's Title. The quad dub the quad dub title. Uh and ends up getting a win here and with a big, gigantic top rope deck breaker. This match was pretty good. I liked it a lot. Uh Hader played a really good heel. I really like uh Jamie Hayter. I've hmm. seen some of her stuff from stardom. I've seen some of her stuff. She was in AEW for a bit. So that that that's what got me interested uh, when I saw her in AEW, and I went back and watched some of her old stuff. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm definitely going to bring more Jamie Hayter in the future. Some of her stardom stuff is like really, really good, I've heard. So I Ooh. can't wait to watch those matches. Uh, but they're all in Japanese commentary, so that'll be fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... I also want to see more of Mercedes Blaze because she had an interesting move set. Lots of uh, neck breakers, lots of big impact moves, lots of high impact stuff. Uh, mm. Great character work from both of these people in this match. Like
0: the idea of neck breaker based moves.
1: Yeah, it was, she she did like a lot of neck breakers. Like there was a lot of like like swinging neck breakers, suplex neck breakers, that that top rope neck breaker. It was like mm. it was like crazy. I was like, wow, there's a lot of neck breakers. <laughs> uh, but this match was good. Uh, I give it a high. It's a high match for sure. Uh, mm. I appreciated it. It was a solid match between these two, uh, and you could tell it was definitely early in Jamie Hayter's career because she looked very young as well. Gotcha. Got a lot of early matches it seems this week.
0: Yeah. So what 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 is your second match of the 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 week today? All right. These I don't know who either of these two guys are going to this match. I chose Robbie Eagles versus Mark Marsh. I think it's Marcius Mar- Mar- Pitt. Marcius Pitt. I'm going to call him Pitt. Mm. At EPW or Explosive Pro Wrestling's uh, Hell or High Water. Okay. This is in 2018. Okay. So, coming to this match, Pitt is a crazy guy from what I've been told by commentary. Great. Who is one half of the tag team champions. Oh, interesting. He has a valet with him who's holding his belt for him. And uh, I didn't get what this was at first, but his uh his shirt was uh, playing mind games towards robbie eagles because it had him as a pick as him it was kind of like an eagle's body with his face as the head and it said plucked and it was a picture of Pitt holding him by like his neck and I wow think below the back of the shirt was him was like his legs and eagles trying to kick his shins but being too small to deal with it <laughs> because as i learned when eagles came in Who's by himself? Nick—he's the sniper of the skies, and his logo is like an eagle. So it's like, oh, he's doing mind games with him because the shirt looked like it was like, like one of those like uh, character shirts you buy at like a fun fair, kind of like. Gotcha. So the opening belt goes up, and uh, it's very clear that they're showing the um, the story of Pitt's power versus uh, Eagle's agility. But that's the classic. Yep. Like Pitt is throwing Eagles around big, at first. Big he's boy versus him. fast boy. Yep, he's smacking him on the back of the head when he has him like pinned down to the ground. He's like t- like oh, like he put, at one point he like does the he like does the, like come at me, dude. What are you going to do to me? And then Eagles proceeds to out wrestle and out maneuver him. And when he, he then gets out of the ring for a bit, and he starts to walk around while Eagles is kind of in the ring like, "Come on. Come on. What are you going to do?" And uh at this point now the match actually kind of starts to fire up a bit where uh Eagles g- <laughs> pit comes into the ring, right? Mm-hmm. and I've seen some disgusting German suplexes in my time. Okay. This one was nasty because of how high he threw eagles. Yikes. He threw eagles so high the eagles did a full backflip and landed on his belly. Jesus. I was like, fuck dude, what <laughs> the hell? Jeez. Yeah, so then for the next bit of the match, we get the classic where Pitt starts working over eagles back repeatedly, back breakers, just like, just working it over. Yep. Uh Eagles puts up a puts up a bit of a fight at one point, and then he hits them with he hits him with a picturesque like Randy Orton slash Dustin Rhodes like si- like slam. Okay. It was smooth as hell. I was like, damn. I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right. I'm, I'm like, all right. I'm, I'm getting. To th- I was starting to get into the match at this point, if I recall. Okay. Pit gets up on the top. Uh, let's see. Eagles is now laying in the ring after doing this slam because you know his back's been worked over all match, and a heckler just starts to heckle Pit. As he's, like, about to go off the top rope. So he gets off the top rope, gets out into, out of the ring, walks over to the heckler, stares this heckler down. And then in the oddest interaction, he kisses the top of his head, and then he pushes the guy's face away from his. Incredible. And walks back into the ring.
1: Hey, did that heckler end up doing anything for the rest of the time he was
0: there? No. Or they were there? It did not. Then it worked it was just odd may have been
1: weird May have been a weird tactic but it worked
0: i mean i guess it plays into the fact that he's a crazy person mind games there was like a point where apparently the comment yeah mind games the commentator said at one point just side because i remembered it now they said that he put us did a a video of him just laughing into a mirror and i was like ah so he is just the crazy guy i'm like okay i'm like that cool interesting let's see so um after a bit of this, uh, he tries to pin Eagles. Eagles kicks out. Eagles actually rolls onto the, I think, I don't know how he does it, but Eagle gets up onto the apron for the next big sequence. Mm-hmm. Pitt goes for a German from the outside. He gets on the top rope, and he grabs him for a German. And I think to myself, oh, he's not going to do this. I'm like, no one ever does this. <laughs> to which then commentary says that he's done this before, and he does this regularly. I love that. Oh, he's not going to do this. No one ever does this. He does this all the time. I was like, "Oh God!" And they were like, "This this move is deadly." That's so and funny, actually. Fought out of it, and I was actually sad that I didn't get a chance to see it. I was like, "I was like, I wanted to see the German from the apron." I was like, "Damn, no one ever does this. He does this all the time." Literally, I was like, "All right, I'll shut the hell up." Then, all right,
1: that's so that's that's great. I would I,
0: I would love to see that. I wish I could see that too. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so then Eagles finally hits his comeback, which is. To his credit, full of energy because up until this point, this match has kind of been slow-ish. Like because Pitt's been dominating a lot of this match, a lot of like just grinding him down. He like hits him with a drop kick, which send him to his to his uh, his face. He then um, takes out his other leg. He then runs and does a running forearm to the back of his head. And I think if I recall from this, he does. I forgot what else he does after this, but this this got me really hyped actually because they got they're both down after this. This might have been the drop kick, but uh, we'll see. Oh, so after this, both men are down, right? Okay. Eagles gets up. He gets uh, Pit in the corner, and he hits a disgusting set of double knees. He Ooh. double knees him in the chest once. Pitt falls down, so now he's, like, laying in the corner with his head on the bottom rope. He runs again. He gets double-kneed again, and the impact that these double knees had – i this was similar to you, Mikey, where I was like, oh! it's like, oh, God, this oh, is awful. Oh, Jesus. The guy sounded terrible. Hmm. He um, he looked like he was in a daze, and he was, like, laying on the ground. And um, at this point then, Eagles goes to hit – he then hits a senton before uh, going up for what I assume is his finisher. But uh, Pitt then gets out of the way. It is at this point then, unfortunately, that there is a, a botch, unfortunately, that's kind of noticeable. Like, he went to go do, like, a Hurricane Rana and or something like that, and they both kind of fell over. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it kind of took them with the wind out of this because this point I started to get a little more hyped. I was like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, "He had a cent time. We're gonna go." And I was kind of like, "Oh, I'm like, okay." Oh. Fortunately, oh, both guys didn't really let them get it, let them get in the what let it get in the way. Yeah. If I recall correctly, yes, the two of them uh, continue with the next sequence. Eagles then get, hits him with what I would like to call a uh, let's see a reverse figure four leg lock. Okay. It's kind of like where he has his legs tied up, and like, it, it's hard for me to explain this, but it's kind of just imagine like a reverse figure four, where like his he's face down and Eagles is up. Pitt sells this like death. The best way I can describe this is like when you step on a Lego and you just scream out in pain. Is how Pitt was selling this. I was like, damn, okay. I was like, this is good. <laughs> he he crawls out of it eventually with the help of his manager, who the the woman I mentioned before, who's on the outside. Okay. Pitt, Eagles then goes up for the top rope again because he keeps trying to hit his finisher, which I think I've – yeah, it's the 630 that I know now because I finished the match and uh, he does this before. Spoiler alert. But um, it's at this point then that Pitt's uh, partner comes out. And uh, he then stops him from – I think he, like, he uh, runs up, tries to interfere. Eagles gets off. The manager comes in, hits him with a soul food. A soul Pitt. food? Yeah, you know um you know Chuck Taylor the uh, soul food half and half where he does yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. the she does that to him <laughs> stuns him pit gets up hits his finisher which is the F5 oh yeah yeah it's also just called the F5 I don't know if that's actually like a if that's the move's actual name I only know it from Lesnar It's at this point then that he go the ref goes 1 2 at this point I'm like I'm like wrapping my notes up I'm like all right well I'm like that was a pretty good match Eagles kicks out I literally yelled, said, "Oh shit!" He kicked off. Oh casually. shit! It's written down here. I was like, "Oh shit!" Eagles and Pitt then get up and they start doing one of your favorite sequences, Mike. You were two dudes are just standing in front of each other and just beating the shit out of each other. Yes, we all love it. Give me the hockey fight. Give me the hockey fight. I Literal love it. Literal hockey fight. Ending with <laughs> Eagles hitting um, Pitt with a falcon arrow over his shoulder, like he picks him up. like he's like Pitt's, like he picks Pitts behind him, right? He grabs him, lifts him up, and just falcon arrows him. Nice. Pitt kicks out. No one kicks like... out of the Falcon Arrow. I know. I was I said the same thing too, actually. I always say that now. <laughs> Thank you, Excalibur. <laughs> Nobody kicks out of the Falcon Arrow. Eagles then hits a Burning Hammer pile driver onto Pit, And he somehow kicked out of that too. Jesus. Like I was literally like he got him on, he got him under his shoulders. I'm like, oh I'm like, what's this? And then he turned into a pile driver, and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, shit. The finish then comes when Eagles went up for his finisher for the third time. And he's stopped by Pitt's partner who gets up on the apron. He kicks him off. He then goes for it again. Does it, except Pitt gets his knees up. He lands directly on these knees, and it looked awful for him. Wow, this match sounds like it's crazy. He then got hit with an F5 and lost. Ah. That was the end there, but commentary put over how, like, he did a really good job considering the fact it was a one-on-three, and he kicked out of the F5 and almost won the match, if it wasn't for the interference. True. <sighs> I'm torn on this match, because when I talk about it now, I get so excited about it, but, like, there are points in this match where I was like, eh, this match isn't doing it for me, but, like, the ending sequence is just really good for me. Like, I really enjoyed it. Okay. I, I think if I recall correctly, I gave this a high mess well, because I-, I think I-, I wrote down here, There was nothing here that was super special to it. But it did its job as an opening match really well, as in I was excited to keep watching wrestling after this match. I was like, "All right," I'm like, "It was a, that was a good end." All right, all right.
1: I mean, I, I it's for me, it sounds like it's wild the way you described it. It sounds like it's a pretty crazy yeah, match toward the maybe end. Maybe I
0: just I don't know. Maybe I should I need to watch it again. But like I, I don't know. Like after as I'm describing it to you, I was like, "This match sounds really good to me." I was like, <laughs> "Hmm, I don't know. I kind of want to give it a mark out now, but like." I feel like I have just this remembering that I remember I wasn't too like
1: we'll revisit it next week.
0: I probably I'm sure. you do that. Well, we did all of
1: our matches, so that brings us to our segment, the double down, the double where double. instead of going back to last week, we're gonna shoot back to two weeks ago because we had our special episode last week where me and Zach were at the collective and we didn't really review matches per se. We reviewed a lot of the the, the events we watched. So yes. we're gonna shoot back to two weeks ago. Zach, I believe you gave me Matt Tremont versus Jimmy Lyon in a death match in Jimmy Lyon's No no Rope Barbed Wire death match, his first one. Yep. Uh, this match was good. I liked it a lot. It was pretty – it was brutal. It was scary. The barbed wire really made me cringe as usual, like it, like it usually does. Uh, mm-hmm. and there were some big spots from Jimmy Jimmy Lyon throat like when he put Tremont through that table. A big dude like Tremont going through a table just looks like it hurts so much more just because he's so big. You know what? Yeah. It's like, you know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it reminds me of. Just like a big dude like Tremont just, like, slamming through a table full of barbed wire just looks so brutal because you know he got some – He you know he got all that barbed wire caught in his back. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, that was rough. What were those – what I want to know is what were those things that Lion brought to the ring? Like the I, I wood
0: board I, with like the red things on it. Like what, yeah. what? What were those? That the best way I have it written down here is I described them as a bunch of red crosses made out of like rulers slash yardsticks.
1: It looked like it looked like you know what it looked like. It looked like the the little red packs of like chopsticks you get at like sushi oh, restaurants. Yeah. I mean, that's what it, I don't. It probably wasn't, but it it was so it was it was weird, right? Like it was just a weird yeah. thing
0: like they snapped when they broke the one time they got used. So I was like, I don't know what those are. Yeah,
1: it was weird. Uh the the part cool. the part with the bat where Lion just breaks the bat over Trayvon's shoulder. Oh. And the the bat just goes flying into the crowd and everyone's like, "Oh my god."
0: Yeah. That was brutal. Uh yeah, that was crazy. That
1: was... I I didn't expect that to happen, but the fact that he hit him so hard that the bat just shattered over over his shoulder was nutty. Yeah. Uh I do want to give a quick shout out to the there was like a random like child just in the audience, yeah, who kept trying to start chants. Like, oh my god, uh, oh man, what was a good one? Like when, like, uh, we you brought up the the barb the barbed wire coffin last week, mm-hmm. uh, and Matt Traymont throws Jimmy Lyon into the coffin full of barbed wire, and the kid just he he just like starts chanting. He's like, "That's what you get." that's what you get something like that <clears throat> it was really funny
0: it was, he was and then he funny. just
1: yelled at him. He was like that's what you get for being a jerk or something and the kid just kept trying to start chants but they were so it's not and i'm not i'm not gonna knock the kid but like the chants were like so off rhythm and so like like just nothing chances but it was just so cute <laughs> it was adorable just watching this kid just get super into this
0: death match like he wanted blood. He, that kid. Was yeah, out that, kid, that kid. That was the was bloodthirsty one in the crowd.
1: But this match does end uh, when Tremont hits
0: down a Death Valley driver.
1: Right. Yeah. He hit him. He he knocked him through that door full of barbed
0: wire. And then hit him with yep. a big DVD
1: and and he hit, hit him with the pin. Uh, mm-hmm. And Matt Tremont ended up winning this match, coming out on top. Uh, th- this match was good. This match was fun. Like for me, it was like it was fun. It was hardcore. It was brutal watching Jimmy Lyon do his first death match and just realizing the pain of barbed wire. Yeah, uh, and the, the the kid sold me on. I think that bloodthirsty kid in the audience really sold me on it. Uh, <laughs> however, it didn't. It didn't. It was good, but it didn't get that that cra- that reaction out of me of like, oh my god, you know. Gotcha. That like, it wasn't like it didn't give me that that feeling you get after you watch an awesome wrestling match. mm Hmm. That I think I think we I think we talked about it a little bit on last week's episode. It's like it's like that feeling you know when you watched an awesome match and you just get that like like you feel a little bit
0: stunned afterwards. Yeah. Um, I know me, you, and Ryan had that conversation at some point. We did. It was at the. Um, it was at. It was, I'm pretty sure we were. Co- we was for this the episode we did yeah, last week. It's with like him, it's like where, when you uh,
1: when you watch a good match, you get that feeling of like you yeah. know you just watched like a five star banger. Mm-hmm. But this match didn't give me that feeling, so I'm gonna have to give it a meh, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you gave this one a mark out, yeah.
0: I said I, gave, well, I was going to give it a high match to a mark out, and I think I gave it a mark out just because of how much how they had a bit of a story going with Lion and how much Lion put himself through for his first death match. I yeah, I right really state. did. I really did like that too,
1: where Trayvon just kept hitting him with moves, and he's like, "Stop making me do this to you."
0: I love the crowd just like,
1: "Kill him!" And Mer- tra- 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 uh, uh, yeah, I like Trayvon's like restraint in this match where he's just like, mm-hmm. "I didn't
0: want to do this to you, kid." Exactly. Why did you
1: ask for this? <laughs> I didn't want this to happen.
0: Exactly. Uh, uh, lo- yeah,
1: I, I really liked it though.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I give it a high meh for sure. All right. All uh, right. What match did what match did I give you? Because I
0: sure don't remember. Because two you weeks ago was a long time. Josh Briggs versus A. R. Fox. Right. It was at Limitless Wrestling. Okay. Uh, the event that I'm reading here now was the 2018 Vacationland Cup. Yes.
1: So, what did you think about this match?
0: This match was, I honestly, re-watching through this match, I had similar feelings to you. In that, this match was your usual, typical, like, fine, big dude versus, big strong dude versus small athletic guy. Yeah. I will say- Talked about those a lot today, haven't we? Yes, funnily enough. I will say, though, A.R. Fox's athleticism was very impressive this match. Oh, yeah, he's smooth as butter. He did, like, there. I have three spots written down here where I thought were really good. One was where he did a running moonsault off the turnbuckle, which I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. His god-tier swanton from halfway across the ring That was insane. I don't know how he even reached him. I don't know how he did it, but it looked so damn good. It was it was and wild. <laughs> I have the sequence where he kicked out Briggs' leg, cuttered him, then jumped on the bottom ropes, and got another disgusting-looking cutter into a dragon sleeper, which I thought was... Great, nice i thought briggs also did a fantastic job in this match as well as a monster heel yep he had a, some great moves like uh when he chokeslammed fox f- onto the apron when he was in the ring that looked really good the uh his go to hell was s- smooth as fuck man oh that go to hell was a crazy move oh my god that chokeslam go
1: to sleep like jesus
0: yeah, like, the um the whole time, like, this whole match, like Aker said, like, the whole match, it was just buttery smooth wrestling from Fox. Solid, really good wrestling from Briggs as well. I like Briggs screaming to him many times, I don't like you! Yes, that was very good. Uh, I actually liked the finish, because it was something I hadn't seen before, which was the uh, choke slamming into backbreaker off the, actually, you know, the, uh, the go to hell, I believe it was. was yeah, something or?
1: like that, yeah. off the top rope.
0: Yeah, like it was a choke slam into a backbreaker or something like that, and I'd never seen that, and I was like, "Damn, that's a," it's like, "Okay." Also, this match was also a quick. Good. Fun fact:
1: uh, After I watched this match, I learned that Josh Briggs is one of the newest uh, WWE Performance Center trainees. Oh, he is. Yes, he. I, I I believe he is. I think he he got a a shot at the Performance Center, so we're
0: probably gonna see him on NXT not in not too long. Well, I i mean, it doesn't surprise me. Vince likes big, beefy dudes, and Josh is really good. Fair. Oh, I watched it now. I just watched what the finish was. He goes to choke slam off the top rope, and then he gets below him and double knees him on the ba- on his back. Woof. And I remember thinking to myself, damn, that's a finish I haven't seen before. I was like, okay. I'm like, I've watched a lot of wrestling. So for me to see a fi- um, something I haven't seen as a finish before, I was like, all right. I, in the end, I, I kind—I'm in the similar boat with you, Mikey, in that I give it like a, a meh to high meh, just because I was like nothing special about this match, but it was a good match, like a entertaining match. It was mm-hmm. entertaining and good. It was good. It was good. It's the best way I could put it. Like it was a good match. I was impressed with both these guys. I do want to see more of Fox, and I guess I'll see, be seeing more of Briggs with WWE.
1: Yes. Uh, as of October eighth, WWE's latest signing class, uh, for the. The Performance Center, uh, Josh Briggs is one of them. We got... So, we got... So, the full list of that round of signees, we got Brandy... Brandy Pawleck, who, you know, is Brandy Lauren. Mm. Uh, we got Cameron Rogers, who competes under the name Kurt Stallion.
0: Okay.
1: We got Anthony Green. We got Darton on Ruffin, better known as Leon Ruff.
0: Oh, wait. I think I know that. I'm going to look that up.
1: Keep uh, we got Joseph Ruby. Uh... competing as Joe Gacy. Uh, He was from CZW. Uh, Joshua Bruns, who is Josh Briggs. Uh, Jacob Casper, who looks like that's his name, and Jake
0: Clemens. I looked up uh, Leon, and I know where I've seen him from now. Yeah, Leon Ruff does sound familiar. Where is he from? He is, an NXT, his current gimmick, if I recall correctly, is that he's just happy to be there. Incredible. You mean like every WWE superstar's current gimmick? Yeah, (laughs) Except the thing is, he always loses. Yes. he never is. Uh, as far as I recall, he has. He didn't win last time I checked. But like he, um, he's just is happy to be there. Incredible. That's his entire thing. So yeah, that's the that's the latest round of performance undersigned to use Josh Briggs
1: being one of them, which I thought was interesting because literally, like two days after I watched this match or something, that's
0: when they got announced, which was crazy. It's funny how things work like that, don't they?
1: Yeah. Real quick, what did you give Josh Briggs versus A.R. Fox?
0: I believe I just said it was a high meh to a meh.
1: I agree. I was. Uh, I, I think that's also what I said. Yeah. Hi, good Matt. Match. It was pretty good. Good showing for both the guys.
0: Just nothing that blew me out of my blew my socks off, basically. Yeah, exactly. Same here. So
1: we had a pretty meh episode today, Zach. <laughs> uh, but next week we'll bring some bangers. We promise. We'll get. We'll find some awesome matches for you guys because we know uh, uh, an episode full of mez isn't wonderful. So,
0: unfortunately. It happens sometimes. Can't yeah. all be winners. We'll
1: we'll get some good we'll get some bangers in next week for you guys to check out for sure, for sure. But that does bring us to the end of this episode of Independent Waters. Remember to go subscribe to this feed and leave us a review on iTunes, give us that five stars. It really helps a growing podcast out. Leave us a review, tell us what you think of the show, tell us what we could do better, tell us what we're doing great, whatever you feel like, whatever you want to do. Follow us on Twitter over at Hit the Books Pod, where we share our wrestling thoughts, our thoughts on the world in general, and just interact with you guys. That's where you interact with all of our fans. That's where we tweet out all of our new episodes, stuff like that. So follow us there. And go check out our YouTube channel, Hit the Books Podcast, where we have a bunch of video forms of these podcasts, uh, where you can check those out as well. We have two K outcomes and uh Coming at, uh, already out, we have episode one of our vlog from in from uh, our GCW Collective trip. Uh, we have the whole vlog about getting to indie, so go check that out. And go check out Hit the Books every Friday, where me and my co-host Ryan Knightsey book our own versions of Raw and SmackDown every single week. And you can go check out the whole archive of that if you're behind over on htbpod.com. We have written versions of all of our... All of our cards from since the beginning. Definitely go check that out. So go check out the website hcpod. com where you can find everything and anything that has to do with any podcast on the Hit the Books Network. Uh, hit us with that follow on Twitter too. Hit us with that follow on thoughts. Twitter. Gave it, gave it. Hit that. Uh, so yeah, that brings us to the end of this episode. And always remember, there is a giant sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring.
0: has been a count out podcast